Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Good morning, boys. Good morning. Morning. Interesting weekend. Mm-hmm. For hockey fans. Oh, yeah. I can't believe... I mean, Saturday night was very exciting, but last night... <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah. The sports, if you missed it. That's unbelievable. It is. There's a, a couple yeah. unbelievable matches yeah. there. Yeah. Um, all this week, we got Monster Pro Wrestling tickets, okay? Um, we'll do that. Do you want to do that at the end, like a parting gift? Yeah, let's do it as a parting gift. Also, when Adam Scorgi comes in to talk about his latest project, he's a local documentarian um, here in Edmonton, has done some very, very cool projects. Um, he's got a new one that's debuting this week. He said that he's got tickets for the premiere in Edmonton. Give some we'll of those away. Cool. All right. Just don't let me forget to do that. So I'll probably totally gap on that. I'm being can, you, can you remind me to remind him? We'll see. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Have you uh, ever heard of these guys? Uh, I don't think so. No. Um, I think they've been around for a bit. They're fairly unknown. They're a Canadian act. I, you know how I found out about them? I was watching Instagram from the Wolf in Regina. Okay. Our sister station. And they did an acoustic set, and I was like, I need to look into these guys. I think you'll like them, Grant, actually. Mm -hmm. Texas King is what they're called. The Locker Room Topic of the Day. Saw a story that um, our uh, our fearless leader, JT, mm -hmm. old true dumb, was going to be at that coronation on Saturday for King Charles III <laughs> for his coronation. Yeah. And... Uh, I had a moment where I was trying to come up with something that I care less about. And I can't. NBA playoffs for me. Really? I care more yeah. about the NBA playoffs, actually. I don't know anything about the NBA playoffs. I don't care at all. Yeah. Okay. What if that the Raptors... If the Raptors were in it, maybe I would watch a little bit, but... Okay. Yeah. Jimmy, can you? Th I honestly, I can't think of anything that I care less about. No, me neither. I can't stand the Royals, but might be a good topic. Yeah, <laughs> good job, guys. <laughs> I posted it on social media. I didn't get anything either. <laughs> Another home run idea from the locker room. <laughs> You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. So I had this $100 bet at the beginning of the playoffs. Yeah. For the Leafs to lose to Tampa Bay in Game 7. It would have been the sixth time straight that they lost in the first round. But what makes it interesting is that it would have been 
another game seven exit. Mm-hmm. Right? It would have been six game seven exits, which is just amazing. Which is unbelievable. Yeah, which is just crazy. Okay, so I'd like to take credit for the Leafs win. Okay, and you'll verify this. Okay, the fact that I made that bet is the reason why the Leafs ended that nineteen-year curse. Yeah, actually, it is your fault. If you would have cashed out, they were offering you like you could have actually made money by cashing out the bet early. Yeah, on Friday, um, the, for yeah, the, sure the Leafs there probably would have lost. There would have been a game seven. Yeah, and Tampa Bay would have won on and to the next round. Just to spite you. You know what's funny is that I actually believe that. <laughs> like we're we're kidding. Yeah. Like I know it's a <laughs> fun fun like but I actually deep down in my soul when that happened on what was it Friday? No Saturday. When it happened yeah. on Saturday, I actually believed that. I'm with yeah. you. I kind of believed it was your fault too. Yeah. It probably is true. Yeah. There's probably something to it. So, hold on. I'm trying to take credit for a Canadian team winning, and you're blaming it on me. Because <laughs> well, everybody wanted Toronto to lose. I hate I hate Toronto fans. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, did you see the list of things that didn't exist the last time the Leafs won a playoff series? So YouTube, <laughs> iPhones. Facebook. <laughs> computer. The, Uber. Laptop the, computers. The car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Color photography. Um, so the interesting thing about the Leafs win and entrance into the second round um, is if we, if we just go through here, with Seattle be, beating Colorado, Seattle and Dallas will meet in the second round in the West. We got the Oilers and the Vegas Knights yeah. on the other side of the West meeting. Okay. All right. So that's a second round matchup. You got the Leafs and the Florida Panthers. Grant mentioned this um, before the news at the top of the hour. He was. It'll be interesting to see um, just how much hatred Leaf fans will gain for Kachuk because I, I can't stand. Well, that. yeah, Oilers fans have hated Kachuk obviously for years now, and now it's, it's time for Leaf fans to understand. And especially since they had Kadri on their team for so long, yeah, and they didn't really get. Oh, people hate Kadri. I don't get it. It's like, oh, now you guys are going to oh, go wait. in a playoff series against Matthew Kachuk. And wait. You're going to all, he's going to be the most hated man in Toronto. I almost punched my TV <laughs> in, the, in his post. Yeah. His post comments yesterday. He is a raging dick. Yeah. Just the worst. Leaf fans are going to hate him. And, and you know what? I don't think it's an act. I, it's not. I think it's he, not. I think he's a little, he's a little. He's a little dick. Yeah, like Leaf fans, you're gonna just dis- you're gonna learn to despise this man. So the only other side of the um, of the bracket that isn't filled yet, obviously, is the result of the Devils Rangers game seven tonight, and the winner of that game will take on the winner of the Hurricanes and uh, Islanders series. So Carolina will get uh, one of the New York teams. So that. That's an interesting, I mean, we're down to eight teams. That's mm-hmm. an interesting second round, in my opinion. And, again, I hate talking about this, but there's an outside chance that 
we could have an Edmonton <laughs> Toronto Stanley Cup final. <laughs> We're get, I don't getting ahead of ourselves it. here I, a little I, bit. It's I, only I round realize, two. I realize that. You but, saying that out loud is jinxing it. No, I don't think so. I, the reason why is because everyone's saying it. I like, right? Like everyone is like, wouldn't that be kind of cool? To, and and here, listen. I'll, I'll give you a couple of things that I was thinking about yesterday that lead to the possibility of this. One, Seattle getting past Colorado. For some reason, Edmonton has this hang-up with Colorado. Now that they're out, Mm -hmm. and listen, I'm I'm not taking away what Seattle accomplished, and I'm not saying Seattle isn't a good team, and I'm not saying Seattle isn't going to be a tough matchup. What I'm saying is sometimes teams get in your head. And it doesn't matter how good they are. Mm-hmm. It's this, It's that stumbling block, and you can almost just give them one or two games just because of the psychological impact that team has on that other team. right? And Colorado, I think, to a certain degree, has that impact on the Oilers. Okay, now on the East, Florida getting past Boston. And again... Although the Leafs have a hang-up against Florida, don't they? Do uh, more so Boston, no, Grant. Boston, but I'm pretty sure they lost to Florida a bunch in the regular season this this year and last Florida year. Florida is a good team, and they're yeah. not they're no slouches, and it's not going to be an easy um, second round for the Leafs. Uh, if any Leaf fan out there thinks that this is going to be a cakewalk, you're in trouble. This is a big, mean, ugly team. They play they play rough. They oh, just the, beat the hell out of Boston. The Leafs went uh, won the the series this year. Yes, I, I don't think. They it, Boston gets a if they are in the second round. Mm-hmm. Boston gets one or two wins over Toronto just because they're Boston. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I I just I think you're getting ahead of yourself. I don't think you can start talking about it until it's round three, and then you can start talking about all Canadian. Okay, well then I'll yeah. I'll put it away. <laughs> I'll put it away. Maybe it was a mistake to bring it up this early. <laughs> it's too early still. It's only round two. Yeah, you're drinking the oiler Kool Aid here. <laughs> well, I th- honestly, again, Vegas, Edmonton, not an easy round. I mean, that's going to go six or seven mm-hmm. for sure. Settle in, Oilers. This is not. If you think the 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 Edmonton oh, Oilers no. are going to sweep this team, no, not a no, chance they're, they're in a good hell. Team. That, yeah, I mean, it was a close matchup in the in the regular season. Vegas has been rested. There, it's it's going to be a tough matchup. Anyway, again, uh, wow, well, Seattle and Florida. That would, that would be the most boring. <laughs> so at the end, <laughs> they're not going to have anybody watch it. Nobody of, watching those games. What do you think of your new NHL now, Batman? <laughs> Three, two. Locker rooms, midget at the movies. I shall call him Mini Me. It's like Minute at the movies, but shorter. Jimmy, what movie did you watch? Uh, The Outsiders. You want me in the park? <laughs> sure, Dale. Are you alright? Yeah, Johnny's dead. We know. John. Look, meet me in the park, will you? Hang on, we'll be right there. So we went from um, Woody Harrelson, White Man Can't Jump, to Wesley Snipes, to Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, to Patrick Swayze, 
Um, and we landed on the movie The Outsiders, which we were surprised when we mentioned this last yeah. week that he hadn't seen it. And uh, how, how has anybody never seen this movie? And then we got a bunch a, of texts. Literally a part of school curriculum. Well, yeah. You read the book and then you you watch the movie in grade seven. And then we figured out, oh, that's when Jimmy had his shunt uploaded. And yeah. It kind of <laughs> wiped <laughs> kind of up. It wiped out a few things. Yeah. <laughs> He missed a couple years of school. No, they did upload it in short circuit. It should, yeah, yeah. Apparently, they didn't do the Outsiders in special ads. So, so he missed it. Sounds like that's the only book I really actually read in school. Too, I know of, of I, the required reading, and, and I, actually I actually liked that book. I actually remember not liking the movie because I liked the book so much. It's one yeah. of the only times it's happened to me. Yeah, it was a very slow start to the movie. I thought. Um, that movie screams '80s, like the drive-ins and and. Well, they were trying to be '50s. Yeah, I don't know. It felt '80s to me. No, just... it's, it was greasers. It was '50s. Yeah, it was the yeah. It was a look. Know. Okay, maybe it was just me. <laughs> okay, yeah. maybe because the, it... the, the, the '80s were different in Tabor. <laughs> but while the '80s were the '50s in Tabor. <laughs> Uh, I deserve, you know, you set yourself up. I, I deserve that. Uh, you know, you know. But one one thing about it is why it you screamed. Guys, were you why, guys dance fighting in the eighties? Why why it screamed it for me is something that you and I have talked about a lot. When we were kids, we were always outside. We were never yeah. home. Yeah. Like our parents knew we were alive if we came home for supper. I, like, yeah, I and came that's home, what this was. I came in when I was 13. I was hungry. Like We lived outside. We were playing outside constantly. I just... I, I, I had Very vivid memories of... The greasers uh, thing yeah. in, the, in this story it, is always entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. It was It was a good movie. Uh, I gave it a three, though. Three, three out, out of five. five. You oh, didn't... Wow. Was it because it was black and white, or uh, no? It wasn't black and white, but no, it's just it's. Wasn't it black and white? Am I remembering the same thing? Uh, I think there's a couple scenes that are, but I don't okay. think the whole thing is. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's just I. I've, I gave it a three. You didn't like it. Three out of five. It was okay. Hmm. Huh? Francis Ford Coppola, one of the greatest. I, I remember not liking it when I watched it. You're, but not liking was, the movie. But that huh. was like a long, long time ago. Because, then, because it was so slow going up, and then all of a sudden it just built up and just went boom. All right. Everything happened at once. That's surprising me. I thought you were going to enjoy this. So three buttered cobs of Tabor corn for Midget at the movies. Um, towards the end of the show, we'll figure out what movie we'll jump into next, what actor we'll jump into next. You're in the locker room. On 95.7 Cruise FM. I don't want to make this next conversation about, you know, pro-con unions, right? Um, I think there's positives and I think there's negatives on all sides of the equation when it comes to um, a union or support for staff or Mm -hmm. lack of support for staff, right? But I do believe there are some groups, some, some organizations that could benefit from the formation of a union. They need someone fighting for them on their side. And this is one in particular that I think, I feel bad for this group. Um, Spain has has finally banned decades-long tradition of dwarf 
bullfighting? Yes. Um, so they just passed a law in Spain which will outlaw the uh, practice of dressing up dwarves as firefighters or clowns and then sending them into the streets to chase bulls. Not fair. <laughs> what are these? Well, there's what only are these so many jobs going to do. Like, as a little person, Jimmy knows. This isn't a thing. It is a thing. So um, there's only, you know, a handful of jobs little people can do. And they're just taking away a huge career opportunity. They for, called it discrimination. Yeah. And I think they're not seeing what I see. They said, we have overcome the Spain of the past. The director, the director general of Spain's That's Royal crap. Board on Disabilities um, pushed the ban forward in Parliament. I guess Disneyland's going to have to open up a place in Spain so that people have to, dwarfs have jobs. That or more. That's just it. Like, look at the options you have. I mean, really. I yeah, mean, it's not like the dwarfs can get into radio or anything. More uh, Robin Tugs, yeah, more radios. <laughs> And stripping. And I mean, if, if the sports teams have like junior days where they need rest. a little person hey, don't mascot, forget, don't forget midget wrestling. Yeah, there's all I kinds forgot. of opportunities. That's only for the ones that uh, don't have the shunt, though. That can really get into that, or that don't mind denting their shunt. Right? I'm disappointed for Spain. Mm-hmm. This isn't a thing. It's discrimination. It's, this is totally it is a thing. <laughs> It's been in the prep for a week, too. I love that he doesn't read the prep. We can put anything in there. It's been in there. We've been meaning to talk about it for one week. <laughs> if you were planning on going to Spain to see dwarf bullfighting... It's, you missed your chance. It's, yeah. There was... They had a little protest. <laughs> a little protest. <laughs> and I laughed. Every single one of them looked like he was related to Jimmy, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Actually had a a conversation with uh, with a local bar owner, and um, this individual made a comment about the watch parties and how they don't like them. Yeah, and I was like, really? I've heard this from bar owners. Yeah, and they're like, God. <laughs> All these people are going down to these watch parties, and this should be like Oilers get into mm-hmm. the playoffs. This should be this is when this is when we own make a, gravy. If you own a pub or a bar, this is when you make your money. Yeah, Oiler playoff runs, but everyone's going downtown, standing on a concrete square, and then uh, yeah, nobody's at the bar. And I get that. Mm-hmm. I get because I get wanting to do it. And, I get wanting yeah. to. Even my wife and I who I refused to put more money in, in Daryl Kate's pocket. Yeah. We had a conversation about going to um, the watch party. Mm-hmm. And it was Saturday, and I was like, I don't know. Do we really, like, why don't we just go to Sherlock? Our new, it's close, yeah. Yeah, the University of Sherlock Holmes is kind of my, like, like neighborhood bar now. Mm-hmm. We live in that area, so well, why don't we go? But on Saturday before we left, I said to the wife, I said, game starts at 8, I want to make sure we get a table. Mm-hmm. Let's get down there early. We'll have something to eat down there. We'll watch we'll go, the Leaf game. Well, yeah, we'll watch the Leafs. The Leafs are playing game game six for them too. So we blasted out at like six o'clock, six fifteen to get a table. And there was one pretty big group down there celebrating a birthday or something. And the rest, of, it was dead. That was it. Hey, it was. I couldn't believe. A hockey night, like mm-hmm. hockey night in Canada. Game Saturday six, night, game six, Oilers playoffs. Half full. Mm. 
and I thought it was going to be rammed. Even bars that are closer to the downtown area, I've heard, are dead. Like struggling. Yeah, dead. Well, do you think though that there's going to be a? Um, are they are they going to tamp down on the watch parties so, after Saturday night? It got crazy Saturday, and not in like a fans celebrating too much. Even and it got like weird crazy. It was like the police shot someone in the street because he was stabbing people. Yeah, um, there was other stories. I saw people were getting their fingers bit off. Like there was somebody running around biting fingers, fighting what people. The? Like weird stuff like that, and then the the pushing over the railings and and stuff, throwing beer cans. I do you think they'll can I don't think they'll cancel the watch no. parties but I could see a bit much bigger police presence maybe I don't know what it's like they haven't been down there so I don't know I haven't been to one either Yeah so they have two sections I guess in the Ice District Plaza yeah. from what I've heard So one of them is like you have to give a, a donation for the food bank to get in and then there's the outside one which is the one that went like squirrely right mm-hmm. And then well, I think on the home outdoor, game, yeah. on the away games, they have you can pay five bucks or something, and you can get a seat, and that sells out instantly. So, so they have the in the arena, the moss pit, and then they have the viewing, the one out yeah. where the old uh, casino was too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, after all this stuff on the and, and that video of the there's a video of the cop shooting that guy that was it's, stabbing people. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I thought it was fake. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't know what I was watching. It was so weird. Yeah. Anyway, that was all Saturday, and I haven't. Like, there hasn't really been any fallout. Like this not morning, yet, I'm not no. reading. Authorities are looking into what happened on Saturday night, and they're gonna more security is gonna be like. There's none of that no. happening. I think what's gonna happen today is. There will be a, a a serious sort of conversation about what's okay. How do we? Yeah, because as they get deeper into the playoffs, is this just going to escalate more and more? Yeah, this is the first where round. We, get we, we already have somebody biting people, <laughs> biting people, and <laughs> getting shot in the streets. And yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. But I I doubt highly. That they're gonna cancel these? No, I don't think they will. Maybe they'll shut one of them down, or something, or or try to limit it. Or mm-hmm. can they do that though? Like half the damn city was there on Saturday night. Yeah, anyway. thousands and people. Yeah. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on that. The locker room on ninety five seven Cruise FM. I don't agree with Tina's <laughs> text. She said everything that happened Saturday night is a normal downtown night. I don't think it has anything to do with the Oilers. I I, I understand what she's I, I, saying. Yeah, I know where she's coming from. I, I get it. I understand that downtown is is a little rougher and that there are issues down there on a regular basis. But mm-hmm. this is this was Tina. You should go look up that video. Yeah, the, a the cop police. shot a guy in front of because well, he was a thousand people, and because the, the guy was stabbing That's not normal. people. That it, that yeah. is not normal. He was running around, and there was about six, seven people running away from this guy, holding their like one their, woman was holding her arm. Yeah. Like he, it, it was that the guy's probably going to die. He's he's in hospital, serious yeah. condition. That's not a normal Saturday that, night. Yeah. That was the watch. Jason party, said he was at the fan park and there was beer cans being thrown everywhere, like hitting yeah. people. And, yeah, it. it um, but I think it, a lot of it is also the sheer amount of people there, and it just none of us lived here in 06, eh? 
You guys didn't live here in 06. I did was. You? Do you, were you here? Do you remember ju- White Ave? I remember the pallet yeah. fires and stuff. Yeah. yeah I, it got out I of I just hand. remember the videos. But, I, but yeah. it didn't. It wasn't like this in the first round. No. <laughs> it took a while. Yeah. <laughs> the Locker Room presents The Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson. There was this big study done in North America about retirement. And uh, it found uh, how most people plan on one day retiring. So everyone they asked said, yes, I, I plan on retiring someday. But actually, most people will never be prepared to retire. So 69% of people, <laughs> nice, 69, uh, 69% of people said, yes, I plan on retiring. That will be nice. But only 42% of people will ever actually have the money to do it which is super depressing on a Monday morning. I apologize for that. But here's the biggest problem with it, in my opinion. In the last few years, we have begun building robots to do all the best retirement jobs. You know those jobs where you can retire from your main career, but you still got to make a little bit of money on the side so you get that part-time job? Cashiers, meter maids, School bus drivers. We built robots to do all those jobs, which were perfect for the person who wanted to retire but couldn't fully do it. You know, I come from a long line of proud people who retired but couldn't fully retire, so we work the parking booth. Or we check your receipts on the way out out the door. That's my family thing. And now robots have taken that away from us. Which is probably why my only two options now, if I hope to retire someday, is A, to die... Or just be become a politician. Actually, that's how we get more people involved in local politics. We all get a turn at being mayor for a bit, and then we all get to retire. Or we all get to strip with Jimmy's crew on the weekends. And then we'll make enough money to retire. The Grant Report is brought to you by our Locker Room Street Team t-shirt. Available for the street teamer in every size. Text us now for the link to shop. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. This is actually really sad news. Is it? I mean, I I don't know how I'm going to be able to go on, if I'm being honest. (laughs) Without Uh, this show in my life. Yeah. That's a big big hole in your day. Crushing. Yeah. This is going to miss is, out on a lot of stuff. This is crushing me. Jada Pinkett Smith's Red Table Talk has been canceled by Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's the most upset? Will. He's not going to have to go on there anymore. <laughs> what is his annoying kids going to do? <laughs> it gave them all work, right? And gave the Smith family work. And Nick Cannon was going off about it. He was celebrating. It's like, good. Get that show away what from... What a stupid yeah, show. Called it Toxic. And- this is the best thing. It's, like, I can't believe that that thing was... A th- that that was even a thing. Yeah. I loved... I re- was reading a story, uh, and, and the, the Smith family, Jada and the Smith family, are considering moving it to another network. <laughs> Nobody in the right Nobody- mind would take that piece of crap show. Did anybody watch it? I don't know who watched it. That woman who was running the... Facebook Originals, which was a arm of Facebook that was trying to do content creation. Like, everybody's doing it now. Amazon has yeah. their own... Like, they're it, all doing it. it yeah. It, it, that woman lost her job because of that stupid show. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd can, be willing to bet. They canceled Facebook Watch. They pulled the whole thing down just... Because of how bad that show was. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was an awful the show. The world is a better place without that awful show. Anytime I saw, and you, I never watched the whole show, I just saw clips, mm-hmm. stuff that went viral that was just awful. Just And immediately my, would, my skin would crawl when I was watching it. I don't know what the point of it was. Nick Cannon's not wrong. It was toxic. Exactly. That's... Coming soon to uh, Amazon no, Prime. Nobody, <laughs> nobody picks up that. Nobody. And why was it called the Red Table? Because they had a red table. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> or in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. This dropped late on Friday, I think. Yeah, it was so later it kind of, on Friday. It kind of flew underneath the radar. Mm-hmm. And we've had a hockey-dominant show today, obviously, with uh, what happened on the weekend. So I thought it would be worth bringing up. It's an interesting conversation just based on the power of Ryan Reynolds. Mm -hmm. And I had a moment where I was when I was reading the story. So there was rumors that Ryan Reynolds was still sort of going after the Ottawa Senators by. Yeah. But he needed a partner. And then a group out of Ontario, it's a real estate organization called Remington Group. Um, they knocked on the door and said, hey, listen, we'll, we'll, do, we'll work with you. We'll go in with you on this one. And this has all been rumored. Yeah. Um, but the deal was actually put together. So they have until... Um, the the senators are accepting bids until May fifteenth. Okay, for people to purchase the senators, and uh, yeah, apparently Ryan Reynolds and this group and another real estate guy are are all in on it together. There's six other offers. Christopher Brady. Do you know that name? I don't know. I don't know that. They said real estate mogul. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but there's six other people like groups trying to buy the senators too. One of them is the guy that owns the Sacramento Kings wants to buy them. Okay, I did read that. Um, so, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is obviously the most... is the one everyone wants. Right? When you're sitting there apples to apples, yeah. right, and the money's not that different because they're all going to sort of pitch the same dollar, right? Yeah. Um, do you go to a Ryan Reynolds just because it's it's kind of the cool thing to do? It's publicity. Yeah. it's. I mean, having Ryan Reynolds own one of your teams is pretty cool. Look what he's done to... To Wrexham. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting that that he's still part of this conversation. Mm-hmm. So this is serious. This like, is serious. This is, this isn't a joke. Could be, could, in a couple weeks, we could hear that Ryan Reynolds is, you know, the, the face of the ownership group. Does he have an impact on the product on the ice? Probably not. But the, I, I think he would. Getting butts in the seats. Yeah, butts in the seats, overall fan experience, I bet he would do a lot with. Does that improve the team, though, is, is the question. Because it it seemed to have an impact on the soccer league. True, they did just get promoted for the first but time I guess, in a long like, time. Like, as with most sports, if you get enough butts in the seats, the energy energizes the you team. You know what? There's something to it, yeah. Brad. It might actually. Who knows? I mean, it might give him them a little bump, but because yeah. I know when I played basketball, we played better when the venues were full. Uh, I love again apples you to apples. Compare your your dwarf basketball team to the, the Ottawa Senators because it's a different energy. It's a different energy when you yeah, have when a lot of people. Forty there. fifty people in the building. <laughs> Used to have two two three hundred people. <laughs> It's the same thing, right? Exact same. Monster Pro Wrestling. You know, well, it's a full house. They just do their skits so much better. It's more energy, and it's not skits. It's a show. Show. It's a show, yes. Awesome.
Or in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Good morning, Cruise. Good morning, Lachlan. Ken here. So, just to recap quickly, Ken, yep. you and I made a bet because of the Leafs bet that I made that Tampa yep. Bay would win in Game 7 in the first round. Exactly. And then you said, I want to add to that, and I agreed to it. You said, I want, I want to make the stakes a little bit higher. How about I give you a rookie Nuge jersey, okay? Yep. And um, you guys can auction that off for charity. And if your bet comes to fruition, if Tampa Bay beats the Leafs in Game 7, another first-round exit then you guys will have this jersey to auction off for a good cause. And the other side of the bet was that the locker room has to wear Leafs jersey for our next Christmas card photo shoot. Exactly. (laughs) The whole locker room on your bet? You could have said no. (laughs) No, You were a part of the whole conversation. You could have said, I'm not involved. None of that came up. Never. Not Another once. more surprising content from the locker room for Jimmy. <laughs> we did what? <laughs> I, I, I'd like to bring a little bit of a twist into it for you. Okay, now hold on. The bet's done. Okay. No, no. What's the yeah, twist? I I'm not, I'm not, I'm, it's not another bet. It's, I'm feeling so good at continuing in the playoffs. I'm actually a Canadian hockey fan, so I feel great that Edmonton's going. Maybe we'll see Edmonton on the floor. What I would like to do is donate the jersey anyway. Good man. So, oh yeah, we got to figure out what we're going to do with that jersey. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a Nuge rookie year. rookie year. Yeah, autographed, right? I believe. I think so. I don't know if it's autographed or not. Well, well we can sign it. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll sign it for him. <laughs> and we have to get our hands on. Uh, we talked to Ken after that call too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna lend us some some leaf jerseys. Yeah, we don't have those around for our next. I'm not wearing a Matthews shoot. jersey. I'm just oh, throwing you that need out a there Matthews right jersey. now. I'll put this damn thing on and I'll snap <laughs> a stupid picture for Christmas cards. You have to grow the mustache too. Oh, that's the Matthews sl- mustache, slimy. Unbelievable. Or in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Who are we calling? Teresa. Teresa speaking. Would you like to go to the hall party? With you. With all of us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Excellent. Everything okay? <laughs> yeah. How was the weekend, Teresa? Uh, it was... Great. It was uh, really great. And the Oilers won, so, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> Teresa, are you going to be drinking at the hall party? Are you drinking? Uh, yes, I will be. What's your drink of choice? Um, rum, uh, vodka, flavored vodka. She's having a hard time deciding. Rum, <laughs> rum with flavored vodka. <laughs> I just put it in a big bucket. <laughs> All of it. One of those hats on my head with a straw? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Teresa, anybody with a laugh like yours needs to be at our cruise hall party. Give us a good woo. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Yes. No, I'm being told that average Joes does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. 
It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. <laughs> They're doing a second one, eh? Did you I, see that? Yeah, I did see that. And the good news is Vince Vaughn is Vince back. Vince Vaughn will be part because of it. Because I, I got scared when I saw Dodgeball 2, but the fact that, okay, Vince Vaughn's going to be there, maybe it'll be. It does seem a little um, thirsty, mm-hmm. a little desperate. It's such a funny movie, the it original is. Dodgeball. But how are they going to do it without Rip, Rip Thorne? That's right. He passed away. He he died in the movie. Yeah, but it's just you could have had the ghost come back. Like he was in the force when he was CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you writing the script for them. There we go. I actually watched this a couple of weeks ago with my daughter when we went down to Vancouver. Oh yeah. We were just hanging out. We we sort of had a couple of hours before dinner. And she's like, you want to watch Dodgeball? And I went, yes, I do. It's one of those movies, I honestly forget about it, and then I'll watch it, and I'll be like, this is it was so funny It was so stupid, movie. it was funny, though. But it's so good, yeah. yeah. Vince Vaughn is just his, He's his timing. His timing was... Everything's, yeah, Ben Stiller's hilarious. Not as good as Swingers. <laughs> Never will he ever be able to recreate that. Like, that was... That's his La Piste de la Ressence. so? Swingers? Uh, I don't know. We got dodgeball. You got wedding uh, crashers. Wedding crashers. No way. No. No. Swingers way. is a good movie, but I don't think Swingers it's his was best. Vince Vaughn's best. Vince, the best. old school, best. His best movie, I hands don't know. down. Come on, better than old school. Yes, I don't and know. I love old school. See, I'm not old that school. Is one of my Swingers favorite. Fan. Swingers was. There was a a rhythm to that. There was he was such he was a little it's a more great movie. He was a little more of a dick in Swingers than mm-hmm. he was in his other sort of comedies, and that one had kind of like an indie kind of feel to it as well. Yeah, right. So well, yeah, because John Favreau wrote it and and directed and it. It was on all a kind budget. of based on a true story too, and it was basically his story about moving to to Hollywood, right? Yeah. To Los Angeles, it was yeah. I think hey, a lot well, of people... Ron Tomatoes has Swingers as his best movie. Thank you. Done. Then Wedding Crashers. Then Wedding Crashers. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Dodgeball number five. Where's Old School? Number eight. Number, wow. Really? Starsky and Hutch was at number six. Was he in Starsky? I don't remember that being funny. It yeah, was, he no, was... That wasn't that good. I didn't enjoy Starsky and Hutch. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't... Swingers, you got to go rewatch that crap. Yeah, maybe. Oh. Yeah. Three. The locker rooms, midget at the movies. I shall call him Mini. It's like Minute at the movies, but shorter. All right, we've got six degrees of separation with midget at the movies. So we went from uh, the Outsiders, Patrick Swayze to Matt Dillon for next Monday's. Um, review. Yes. 780-989-0957. Send us any Matt Dillon movies that uh, you think Jimmy might want to watch. Getting a lot in here. Um, the Art of the Steel, Bad Country, One Night at McCool's, Rumble Fish is coming in a bunch. Rumble Fish. I had to watch that. That was the year of uh, uh, Nick Cage. Okay. I watched that. So there's right something there. about Here's Mary in. came in the most, but we actually made you watch that. That yeah. recently came in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that recently was a midget of the movies. Um, Bob said Platoon. That was actually Matt Dillon's brother was in Platoon, not uh, Matt Dillon. Kevin yeah. Dillon was in that. You know what? That's why I'm maybe getting him confused, because I was saying before we, while we were playing Bon Jovi, I was like, mm-hmm. wasn't Matt Dillon in a, wasn't he in that Tom Hanks thing, Saving Private Ryan? 
Uh, no. No. No, I don't think Matt Dillon was in Saving Private Ryan. No? Okay. No. All right. Matt Damon was in. <laughs> oh, maybe Matt. another Matt. <laughs> he was uh, in Shaving Privates Ryan. Ryan Ryan's <laughs> Privates. Uh, he wrote um, and starred in City of Ghosts. Am I thinking of the right Matt Dillon? I don't is, know. Is this Entourage Matt Dillon? Um, Wasn't Matt Dillon in Entourage? No, that's Kevin Dillon. That's his brother. Okay, I'm really yeah. You're way up here. That's why you're so. You keep throwing these movies out there, and we're like, I think that's the right guy. Yeah, Yeah, no, you're talking about his brother Kevin. Wasn't he in Born Supremacy? No, that was Matt Damon. (laughs) Um. So for Matt Dillon, um, we could go into into the movies that made him a teen idol: My Bodyguard, Little Darlings. Um, you know, Rumblefish we already did, Outsiders we already did. Okay, you're on your own on this one, Grant, because I don't know this guy. Like, I'm still trying to picture. I've got him confused with with his brother, obviously, so I'm not sure what we should Something go with. Something about Mary. Yeah. Yeah, his brother. His brother was an entourage. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Locke. <laughs> I think we said that three times. I think at this point we just have to go with whatever is texted in the most. Wild things, have you seen that? Uh, no. Okay, I would oh, say... No. Wild Things is with Nev Campbell, Kevin Bacon. So we'd bring it back around to Kevin Bacon, <laughs> where this all started. Uh, Bill Murray was also in that. Um, wild Things, I think, is the way to go. Yeah. Uh, that one's coming the most? Wild Things okay. or... Um, House of the Jack Drugstore Built. Cowboy came in a lot as well. Okay. Yeah. And then I, the host of Jack built. I actually know Wild Things. Okay, let's do Wild Things. Yeah, yeah that one is actually. Yeah, yeah. I've is seen Kevin one in that scene one with in him? It. His brother Kevin Dillon is not in that one. <laughs> neither, neither is Matt Damon. <laughs> You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. We have a guest, Adam. Thanks for coming down. Here we go. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, boys. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while since you've been live. This is cool. I even sent you a note. I'm like, hey, do you want to come down? And uh, or do you, should we call you? And you're like, no, I'm coming down live. No, now the world's open again. Like, yeah, that's why we do it. Like, let's come back to like. I got sick yeah. of doing all the Zoom interviews and stuff. Let's get back to see yeah. in person. Oh, I, 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 I will second that for sure. So, if you don't know Adam Scorgy, um, what's your company name? Scorgy Productions. And you are based in Edmonton, and you have done some absolutely amazing docs over the years. You got started uh, like 10-plus years ago, didn't you? Yeah, longer than uh, we... The union released in 20, 2007. So the, the union, be, the business beginning high was my first, then the Culture then the Good Son, Ice Guardians, Bob Probert story, Danny Treu. We've been fortunate enough to be in absolutely rolling for the last 10 years here yeah yeah and you keep getting um interesting prod uh, projects this next one what's the name of it thunder the life and death of arturo Gotti. this is a new one for us because it's a true crime one we've never yeah, done that before I was, I was gonna say this is sort of a different kind of angle for you guys very, right very different and it came really co- in a cool way because brenda lieberman who runs the calgary underground film festival and works with the calgary film festival she'd met a group out of calgary guillaume carlier the director and alex orlando with 
with Kino some, and they'd they had this idea, and she's like, Adam, you got to meet him. They got this really cool idea about Arturo Gotti, and they're like, and I told them like one of the best documentary crews is right up in Edmonton, and they're like, really in our province? They're like, yes, you should go meet him, and they deal with like fighters and stuff all the time. You should. Yeah. So we met, and I really was intrigued by the challenge. I was like, ooh, I've never done true crime before, and. So I, I, you know, right away I had to call the lawyer and how do you go about this with like defamation and everything, right? It goes in new challenges that it brought, but... Because uh, it's not a new story. It's interesting you got lawyers involved, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, but it's an old story. It's an old story, but it's similar. You know, I, I'd compare it like when we did Danny Trejo's story. Danny's Trejo's story was out there, but it's bits and pieces in a book. And yeah. like, there was never one really cinematic, inspiring one to just tell you and, and bring the emotions through as you go through, right? Yeah. So Arturo's just got flooded by all different opinions and media and CBC, the Fifth Estate did something and all these, but they did it very, you know, that whole thing where the journalist is in the interview and that whole yeah. like cheesy way of doing it. So there'd never been even just a definitive thing on Arturo and he's one of the greatest boxers to ever come out of Canada. You did, put him- did you know he was Canadian, Grant? No, uh, I didn't know that, but I wanted to point out that he's not like a relative of John Gotti, right? No, spelt different. Okay, because uh, when you say true crime, yeah, you yeah, start yeah, talking no, no, about I know, yeah, and you say the Gotti family, <laughs> like, yeah, they think, yeah. No, but that's, see, but this is just how poorly researched everything about Arturo was, is that even if you go to Wikipedia now, it'll say he's born in Italy. Yeah. He's born in Montreal. We saw wow. his passport. We saw his birth certificate. He has an Italian passport too, right? No. Okay. No, he was never okay. like, he's born in Montreal and he was getting American citizenship, but he fought out of the United States and they sold him as the Italian stallion. Like he could speak fluent Italian. His family was Italian yeah. immigrants growing up in the Italian part of Montreal where it was Italian first, French second, English third. And where did he mm. pass away? He passed away in Brazil. See, this is this is crazy. Anybody listening right now is probably doing what I'm what I did when you told me you were doing this project. Yeah, I was putting bits and pieces together of okay, so he's Canadian, but I thought he might have been Italian. Did he die in Brazil? He was married to a Brazilian girl. Like, there's all this stuff based on what we heard back in the day about his death, and then. It was a suspicious death. So you spent how long on this project? Well, the director, Guillaume and Alex, they'd had it for a couple of years before they brought it to me. And then we put it together pretty quick. We were shooting last, like during COVID. So we, we did it. We shot it all in bulk, partly because of COVID. It was tough to travel. So we shot everything in a month. So we've been working on it for about a year and a half, but they'd had it a couple of years before. The, the legal and the clearances took the longest on this just because... Anything you bring up, like you can't have anything that's speculative or opinion. You have to have like court documents and stuff to kind of back it up. Yeah. So that was even for insurance purposes. People are like, are you guys presenting new information? We're like, we're highlighting old information that was already out there, right? Just a lot yeah. of people didn't pay attention Just to it. Putting right? it all together. Because something you guys know, you guys work in a different form of media, but something that's really happened with media in the last few years is it, it isn't about great journalism or being right anymore. It's Come about on, being, take that back. <laughs> it's about being first. Yeah. Yes, no, you're right. It's yeah. about being first because we're in such a quick world now that it's like we got to get a story out now. Who cares if some of the information's wrong? We can always redact it later on and nobody will pay attention to it, but it's about getting clicks and getting out there first. Well, the other thing that's happened with, with our business as well is that... A lot of these old school sort of ideas that we had about how to present news and information have, because it's just 
everybody's flooded everything. Yes. Now there's no rules. Where we're back in the day, I remember we were talking about. Hold on, are you, when it's an election, are we supposed to wait until no one knows anymore about <laughs> yeah, what? The, because I can find out what's happening. It's on my phone in my hand. So why the hell is the local jock being held to some, some sort of old rule? So you're right. It, it's it's, it's about being first now. It's about it getting is. out there first. So it that's where, is. as we dove into it with just like honest curiosity, the more and more we start diving in, we're like, how did this not get more headlines? How did this detail mm. not get? Because originally, Arturo's widow, Amanda, was charged for murder. Then two weeks later, without a trial or new evidence, she was released, and the official cause of death was that Arturo hung himself, and it was suicide. They changed it. Now, typically, in order for, if you're charged for one thing and for turn, there is some kind of proceedings, court case, or new evidence that's entered before they change a ruling, but it was in Brazil. So, and this is something that we discovered making the film. Did you know, Canada isn't different than a lot of other countries, but... As a Canadian citizen, if you die in a foreign country, however outlandish your cause of death is from that other country, we will never argue that other country's cause of death. I did oh, really? know that. I, I did know that. And I didn't know that. It's yeah. all it's right on the government website. It's freaky. Mm. So if you were to die from playing Nintendo too much in yeah. Russia, that will be your cause of death, ruled in Canada. <laughs> and there's actually a term for this that I found out after, which I would have known in the film. So there is actually a term for... Uh, women that husbands die abroad, it's actually called, they're called black widows hmm. because it happens. It's in labeled in insurance and in healthcare because it happened or in health because it happens so often Wow, that <laughs> there's terms for, uh, yeah, people that are called black widows because there's several ladies that have, it's happened two or three times that their husband has died on these romantic <laughs> trips, right? So how do people get to see this project? So uh, on Monday the 3rd, we have it at the Metro. We're going to do a live Q&A. Wednesday, have, you mean? Wednesday. Wednesday. Sorry, Wednesday. Yeah, don't May do 3rd. that to me. I have a hard no, time with this. I'm, I'm bad. <laughs> uh, at the Metro Cinema, 6 to 9. You okay. can watch it there. But then if you miss it there, it'll be available on Super Channel that evening. Oh, wow. So Perfect. you can go right to Super Channel. If you have Amazon, you can get Super Channel through there. You can subscribe for free for a month. And I heavily encourage, I know everybody's got to promote who helped fund them, but Super Channel is the only independent broadcaster in Canada. They have been the lifeblood for my team for the last decade. Yeah. If you guys really want great, honest docs and true stories and ones that aren't really pushed by the giant, like it is, I, I, I highly recommend support them if you can. Go get the month for free. Watch Thunder if you don't like their other content. You've got the one month free. Yeah. <laughs> so you've already screened this too, and, and, and something interesting happened after you screened this in Calgary last week. So we screened in Calgary, and the Q&A, like hardly anybody left. Even with the Oilers, hey, everybody wanted to ask more questions. And they're like, man, what about this? What about that? And I didn't know that. And like, oh, my God. And, like, and it's always interesting to see because we were really conscious now of like, we were trying to get more female voices. Obviously, we tried to get Amanda Gotti to interview. She declined. We reached out to her lawyer. She declined. Understandably, no benefit for her to do another interview. Mm -hmm. She did them back in the day. So we had to use a lot of stuff from the old CBC interviews and stuff like that. But everybody was just like different questions. What about this? What do you think about that? And we're like, look, we don't have the definitive answer. All I can say is that based on our couple years of diving into this and really looking at and interviewing everybody around Arturo that was close to him, 
is that there's no way he was able. He did, he did not commit suicide. Like that to me is pretty obvious. But and your lawyers are okay with you saying that yeah. out loud on a, yeah. on public airways. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. yeah, we're okay with saying that. <laughs> but how like the details of what actually happened in there, we'll never know. All you can do is go by the crime scene investigation and what was reported. You can clearly see there's evidence. I'm giving spoilers here, but there, you know, they said that he hung himself, but. The ligatures, when you hang yourself, right, if you jump off a railing, which they said he did, it'd be up around your chin, right? People can't see here, but it would be more vertical versus horizontal. Okay. His, yeah. his thing, when you see his body with, it, with um, rigor mortis, it's horizontal and mm. his Adam's apple's crushed. So we interviewed Cyril Wecht, who's dealt with 40,000 autopsies and dealing with strangulation. He's like, I've never seen or very rarely seen when someone just steps off of something to strangle, to hang themselves, that their Adam's apple's crushed. That normally comes from somebody pulling so hard that they crush your Adam's apple. Yeah. Interesting. And he's still got lots of family in Canada, too, doesn't he? All his families in Canada. His family's here. And that was another interesting thing for us, too, is that his family... Were they fairly cooperative? No. They didn't want to interview at all. They were very nice and always very... We talked to the brother and everything. But here's an interesting fact, is they all said, guys, we've heard this all before, but every time we've gone on there, you guys have edited our videos, you've flipped it to make our brother seem like a demon, and this is not the person that... You, who you portrayed as you cherry-picked parts from his... The dark parts of his life, you cherry-picked them all to make him seem like a depressed individual that killed himself, and that is not... So the family is like, we've heard this from the Fifth Estate, we heard this from everybody, we're not doing it. Oh, they got screwed by everybody. Yeah. They're like, we're not doing it. But now we've actually been getting some text messages because they've watched it, and they're like, thank you for not giving up on my brother. We really appreciated it. Because the director made a, a... Guillaume made a really good... He really wanted to honor Arturo and the great athlete that he was to Canada because he yeah. fought for our national team. If you go to the top three Canadian boxers to ever come out of this country, it's Lennox Lewis, George Cavallo, and Arturo. He was one of the biggest draws in Atlantic City. His fights with Mickey Ward are considered one of the greatest trilogies of all time. Oh, boy, That's what I've seen. I've seen the 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 doc with uh, the with, HBO doc on yeah, the trilogy. On, yes, yes, yeah. Well, well, the movie The Fighter with Mark Wahlberg that is based on Mickey Ward who fought him, yeah. right? And the two of them became best friends after almost yeah. killing each other in the ring, like right. literally brothers. Mickey Ward started training Arturo afterwards. Is this, Floyd Mayweather paid for his funeral too, or something yeah. afterwards? Like they, right? like, Arturo yeah. was yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. I forgot about that. And Arturo did amazing things for his kids too. Where that's where even his his first his first wife. Uh, Erica, she came on there and she's very emotional and teared up. She's like, I'm actually coming on here because I wronged Arturo to get everything I wanted for Sophia. I brought up that he was partying and doing using drugs and everything else, which then got used against him yeah. in his death. But she's mm -hmm. like, I only did that to get... Like, yes, he was a world champion. He liked to party. He liked to have fun. Like, he was yeah. doing what lots of other athletes do in all other sports. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to this. We got some passes, right? Yeah, we got. We're going to give away some tickets to tonight. So we've got uh, five pairs, ten tickets. Um, Text Jimmy right now seven eight zero nine eight nine zero nine five seven, and he'll grab he'll grab five here and 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 hook you up. I appreciate you coming down, no. um, and I appreciate the passes too for for Wednesday. I'm looking forward to this. Of course, Noah. Thank you guys for always having me on, supporting my team's work, always showing up. I look forward to you guys seeing it, and I I look forward to hearing your Q and A. One little hook that's happened to you guys tonight, though, is you only get to see episodes one and two, so you're gonna have to go to Super Channel to get episode uh, three. Oh, we like leave you, you we leave there. you hanging, right? We leave like, you hanging. Like, like, well, you can't end it there. <laughs> I guess we can. 
again because that's all we rented the theater for. Uh, so Thunder, the life and death of Arturo Agati. And uh, this sounds like a very interesting product, uh, 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 project that you were involved with. The other thing is, we don't have a lot of time now. I want to I move on. But at some point, we need to talk about his kid. Because his kid's boxing now too, right? So there's a line in there from Lou DiBella, the boxing promoter, says, okay, if you truly believe that Arturo committed suicide and that pugilistic dementia caused it, because that's what you're probably saying, right? Punches to the head, the wars with Mickey mm-hmm. Ward caused him to be depressed and commit suicide. Why would you put your son into the same sport, carrying your name and promoting him the way you were? I sure as heck wouldn't. Good point. I saw a video of Mike Tyson training his kid. Yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, his kid fights just like him, too. And his kid fights like old Arturo, like reckless, right? Arturo, when he was younger, was a yeah. phenomenal boxer, fought for Team Canada, had great. But he found what sold was the blood and guts warrior. That's right. what people wanted to see. Yeah. His son fights more like Arturo of late rather than his early days. So wow. why hmm. would you want your kid to fight that way? Like we know, we know what head trauma does now. And I love contact sports. I'm not saying we get rid of them in any sense, but... You've got to protect yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to train in boxing, do the Mayweather approach. I don't think Mayweather ever got hit hard, maybe 10 times his whole career. Rarely. Train to be like him. Yeah. Don't take the drama. Adam, thank you for this. Uh, 780-989-0957 if you'd like to go to Thunder the Life and Death. Local businesses are the heart of our community, and it's time to show them a little love. Today we are joined by Brock from Basement Systems Edmonton. Spring is here. Now is the time we might start noticing some issues, right? This is mostly when you'll start to see people noticing foundation cracks and deficiencies more than anything. Permafrost still sort of in place, so with our homes being heated, obviously you get a little bit of thaw against your foundation wall, so even though there may not be as much water as when you're getting a massive rainfall, there's less thawed out soil for that water to flow through, so we get a lot of hydrostatic pressure on foundation walls this time of year. So we kind of specialize in coming in and doing retrofits primarily on homes that have already had those external systems fail. Where's the best place for people to get some information about you? You can just go to basementsystemsedmonton.com or you can always just give the office a call here at 780-474-8099. Cruise FM supports local and you should too. So get out there and show local some love. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Makes you seem pretty put together by comparison, hey? Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.